Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Today, I want to talk to you about the anointing, the purpose of the anointing, and how the anointing works, and and things that I've learned um, from the Word and from the Holy Ghost about the anointing. Today will be a help to you, I believe. Great help to you. So let's dive in today. The Bible says uh, in Isaiah 10, 27, that it's the anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage. The Bible says in 1 John 3, I think it's verse 18, it says that that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. When you look at what uh, Jesus did, there's actually a few things the Bible says Jesus came to do. Obviously, we know he was the lamb slain before the foundation of the earth. The Bible says he came to seek and to save that which was lost. But one of the purposes, one of Jesus' purpose while he was on the earth was to undo what the devil had been doing. Uh, it's it's to 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 turn wrongs into rights. The thief has come but to steal. The thief hasn't come but to steal, kill, and destroy. But I'm come to give you life and life more abundantly. So, he, you can look back from the garden, from from the fall of Satan. The devil's been working and God's been working. And so Jesus came as an express image of the Father to do the Father's will and to undo what the devil's done. And so these are the, the, the two main figures of our time. Obviously, our Savior, Jesus, we, we've got God in one corner, and we've got the bad guy in the other corner, the devil who's, who's working. So what the anointing is, comes to do is, is uh, it's the power, it's the dynamite, it's the explosive power to undo what the devil's done. And that's important to remember because when you get around the things of God, and when the power of God begins to move, it's God's intention to undo what the devil's done. So like last night, I was able to preach at the stand, night number 360 of the stand, and and the anointing comes to do many things, but it comes to undo what the devil's done. The Bible says that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives. To recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. So you you go into a room, and and the anointing, you can start begin to preach the gospel, and there's a demonstration of the power of God, and the anointing comes to undo what the devil's done. So in, in a service where you have a couple hundred people or a group of people, there can be one person who needs to be healed in their body. There can be another person that's had uh, been plagued by something demonic. There can be somebody else who needs to be encouraged. There can be somebody else that needs to be rebuked. There can be somebody else who needs the, the revelation of God's word to shine and, and show them where they've believed a wrong doctrine. So there's wrong doctrines that need to be torn down. And the, the anointing comes to undo what the devil's done. So that's the awesome thing about the presence of God, about the anointing, is that it's there to meet the needs of the people. And so the anointing has to become, when you really, when you minister, Jesus, wherever he went, administered the anointing. He administered the anointing. So it's a, the anointing is the tangible presence of God. It's a spiritual substance. It's a substance of the spirit realm. It's the power, the dynamite, the actual word that God used uh, in, in Acts 1.8. It says, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. It comes from the Greek word dunamis, which means dynamite. <clears throat> you will receive power explosive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. So for us as believers, we're called and we're anointed by God to destroy the works of the devil. You know, Jesus said to his disciples, it's better for you that I go away because if I don't go, the spirit won't come. And and so why was he saying that? How come this, this, this one who came and spent 33 
and a half or so years on the earth, three and a half years of ministry or so. And, and, you know, I heard someone say recently that, and most um, theologians agree that, that documented of Jesus ministry is about 27 days worth that are documented. And the whole day is not even documented, but, but the miracles that are covered in the, in the um, gospels only span 27 different days. So if you think about that, and then it's not even the whole day, because there are times where I'll tell you about one healing, and then it says they brought multitudes and he healed them all. So you think about that, he, it'll tell you one, but there were multitudes. And we know that at some point when he fed 5,000 plus men, women, and children, that's another multitude. So imagine a day where Jesus heals 9,000 people. Maybe all of them don't need to be healed, but let's just say he heals 2,000 people in one day. And the Bible tells you about one. And then we have only 27 days out of three and a half years of miracle ministry. So you think about, you think about that, the, the sheer amount. You know, if you just take three years, you're over a thousand days. We have not even a third of a percent documented. And, and usually most of the days documented, we only have one or two things that happened that day, let alone everything, right? And that's why, that's why the apostle said, if, if everything that he did was documented, the books of the world couldn't contain it. But you see that, and that's, the, that's Jesus on his mission to carry this power to undo what the devil's been doing. Man, what a frustration he must have been to the works of darkness. But that anointing is now with us. So here this one guy is, this wrecking ball to the kingdom of darkness, and he says, hey, it's better that I go. What was he saying that? Because if I go, then I can empower all of you to do as I did. These works that I do shall you do also. So the anointing First of all, just to cover some of the basics, the anointing is the power of God. It's God's substance in us. The Bible says in uh, 2 Corinthians 4, it says that we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency uh, of the power may be of God and not of us. One of the things that I found it important to know is it's not my anointing. It's God's anointing. It's his power inside of me. It's not my power. He's entrusted me to it. He, He can give it and he can take it away. He can remove the anointing. He can take his spirit from me. If, if someone backslides and departs from the faith, there will come a point where the spirit of God will leave them. So it's not mine. If it can be removed, then it's not mine. It's God's anointing, and he's entrusted me to it. He's entrusted it to me. So it's not mine, and so I can't take credit for it. It's God's power. But that also takes the limiting factors off of it, because then if it's my anointing, then you're comparing. Well, I got this anointing. This person's got that anointing. This really helped me to understand this. It's not my anointing and someone else's anointing. It's that it's God's anointing. And with God's anointing, anything's possible. God's anointing can do anything. If you look at Ryan Yosta's anointing, we're limited by, you know, what you believe about me. But it ain't my anointing. It's God's anointing. And with God, all things are possible. So the the anointing, the the other thing that I believe it's important to know is the anointing is in your spirit. The anointing's not in your hands. The anointing's not in your mind. The anointing's in your spirit. So when we talk about divine healing, when we come, people come to healing school, the way we describe the anointing, or, or really the transference or, or healings, is it's, and I'm specific with people, I say, hey, you're not here for natural healing. You can go down to uh, a natural marketplace and get oils and get vitamins and get natural things and try to help your body the natural way. This is not that. This is divine healing, spiritual healing. It's The definition is healing by the Spirit of God through the Spirit of man. God communicates with mankind through His Spirit. 
through this, the Bible says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. So God doesn't communicate with men's heads, with their bodies. He communicates with their, with their spirit, man. <clears throat> and then from your spirit flows that anointing. So what it is, is it's like, I see it like it's the, God puts the fuel on the inside of the fuel tank. God puts the anointing inside the spirit. And then, and then the anointing is dispersed from there. So it's a substance inside my spirit. I carry it with me at all times. I don't have to get into church to get anointed. I don't go stand in the pulpit and then God drops something from heaven into my spirit to use. It's some, The anointing is something I carry 24-7. I am anointed. And as long as I keep my heart right with God and I don't depart from the faith, I'll always be anointed. I have a treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the powers of God is not of us. He's entrusted to me, his spirit, to live on the inside of my spirit. So that re- that way, if someone comes to me and I've been, you know, you can be doing the most n- natural things, non-spiritual things. You could be watching. I've had it where I'm like on my phone watching a video on YouTube about stocks or investing. And then someone comes and says, hey, can you pray for me? I'm having a migraine headache. Then I put my phone down and I listen. And then I'll feel the presence of God. I'll feel the anointing in my hand. Now, the anointing is in my spirit, but but my hand is the point of contact. So that happened actually today. Someone came up to me. Hey, can you pray for me? And then I just listen. I say, what's going on? Hey, this is going on. This is happening. This is happening. This is what I feel. And then I say, okay, let's pray. And then I, I lay my, and then I have an expectation by the word of God that the moment I lay hands on people, the Bible says believers shall lay hands on the sick. That's the point of contact. And that's the transference. So the next thing you need to know is the anointing is transferable. And so that the, it can transfer in many ways. It can transfer through touch. The anointing uh, can transfer through your voice. Pastor Rodney always says the anointing is voice activated. <clears throat> that's why you stir yourself up. You can wake up and not feel anointed. Hey, hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made. What am I doing? I'm stirring myself up. I'm, I'm activating. That's what Paul said to Timothy. Stir up the gift that's within you by the laying on of hands of the presbytery. Don't neglect that gift that's in you. Stir it up. And so so it's it's God's presence on the inside of us that we have access to 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days. I don't need to go somewhere to get anointed. I am anointed 24 hours a day with God's anointing, but then I choose to activate it. And so the anointing rests on the inside of my spirit. The spirit of the Lord is upon you. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me. So there's a spirit, excuse me, there's the Holy Spirit living in my spirit, and that's the anointing on the inside of me. It's the power of God. And so the anointing's transferable. And so God, God dictated that the anointing would be transferred in different ways. We see in the Bible that the anointing was transferred by the laying on of hands, uh, that, that, uh, that Peter, while he yet spake, the Spirit f- fell. The, anoint, the Spirit fell and they were baptized in the Holy Ghost. So it's, you can, the anointing is transferable through words. The words carry the anointing. The Bible says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. The anointing can be transferred by the laying on of hands. The anointing, we see that 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 uh, with the disciples, the apostles, rather, um, that handkerchiefs were given and handkerchiefs were brought to the body of the apostle. And and then when, they, when he sent them out, wh- wherever they went, people were healed and demon spirits came out of people by these handkerchiefs. What is that? Well, it's just a conduit. It's just a conductor. It's just something that the anointing goes into and then the anointing flows out of. So there's a, it's, like, it's really like electricity. You need a conductor. The spirit of man is the power source. The spirit of God is the power source. The spirit of man is, is the, 
the battery, if you will, it's the container, and then you have to have a conductor, like you have to have a wire for electricity to work, or you have to have a conductor of some sort, right, an antenna. And so it's the same thing. My hand becomes the, 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 the part that conducts. It can, my voice can conduct. You can speak and the anointing can be transferred. And why is this important? Because you carry, really, Jesus' healing is about transferring the anointing. So Jesus just administered the anointing. So I, for me, I, when someone comes for prayer, I'm looking to just listen to the Spirit of God, and I'm looking just really to transfer the anointing through my hands, through my mouth. There's been times the Lord's told me to do things that I didn't, I didn't expect to do. I'll tell you one story. I've, t- I've told it here before, but many of you may not, not have heard it. I would say it was probably the first major miracle, major healing that I saw take place through my life where I had just come on staff as a pastor. And I went back to the altar call room to like help out. And there was a, there was a guy who was in his fifties. He was like slouched, slouched over in his chair. And I said, what do you need? And he said, well, I was out on the mission field, um, years ago. And, uh, this thing hit me and it's a chronic fatigue. And he's like, I sleep 18 hours a day. He's like, it's just knocked me off my feet. I don't know what to do. He's like, I, I'm totally out of energy. I don't know what to do. It's been like this for eight years. And so I've come for, you know, I need God to help me. And so I went to go lay hands on him, but in my heart, I knew faith was action. That's if that we've done a podcast about faith is action. And so I said, stand up. And he kind of looked at me like, hey, I'm sl- I can't even sit up straight. But he stood up. We helped him up. He stood up. And then I felt this is not enough action. So m- what I wanted to do is just lay hands on him and say, be healed in Jesus' name. But the Holy Ghost prompted me to do more. And so when he stood up, then I just wrapped my arms around him. I like bear hugged him. And then I still felt not enough action. And then I picked him up and I started to jump with him. And bef- while I'm doing this... My head is saying, what are you doing? But my spirit man was saying, faith is action. And so in my head, I'm freaking out. But what am I doing? My obedience transferred the anointing. And so I jumped with him and people were like watching me. I'm in this back room jumping with this grown man and I set him down. And then, I, and then it came out of my spirit. I said, this foul spirit of death, come out in Jesus' name. And then it was like the power of God hit him and it surged through him. And he like went, woo And he did this karate kick. The Lord totally healed him. He came up to me three days later and said, I've been running up and down the steps at my, at my hotel. The Lord totally healed me. And so that was, what was that? It was just a transference of the anointing. Well, why did the Lord have you do it that way? I don't know. But, what, you know, for Jesus, there's, there's record of him healing the sick. And in one case, he spits and makes mud. So other time he spits and touches someone's eye, tongue. There's other times he laid hands. You know, there's, there's different methods, but it's all by obedience to the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, I don't do anything if I less, unless I first see my father do it. So you, you, you listen for the direction of the Holy Ghost, and then you transfer the anointing. People think when they lay hands on people, it's about the prayer that you pray. And it really is about following the Holy Ghost. There's times where the Holy Ghost will have you say something. I remember a time where I was driving home and my wife out of nowhere just got a migraine headache. And so I started to pray, started to quote scripture, started to pray. And I was just praying in tongues and praying in English and quoting scriptures and, ca- and commanding and hands laid on my wife and all that. And then as I was praying, it came out of my spirit. I said, body, you listen to me. And as I said it, I knew that was the key. It was like the Lord gives you the key. He gives you the smooth stone that's going to take down Goliath. And then as I said, I knew I had it. It was like I knew that was the weapon that I needed to use. Body, listen to me. Headache, you go. And it was within a few minutes that the, that the migraine left. And so the Lord will use that. So it's about obedience and it's about transferring the anointing. And so that'll bring me to my last point. The biggest thing that you can do in, in learning this is keep a pure life. 
because God will not continue to use a vessel that doesn't stay pure. If, you, if I'm going to walk to the kitchen and grab something, a, a, a glass of water, you know, I may have a favorite cup or a favorite, you know, glass thing that I use, but if it's dirty, I'm going to reach into the cupboard and it, I may not be my favorite glass, but I'm going to grab something that's clean because I need a clean vessel because the anointing is pure. And, so, and, the, and, and it's the same thing. You don't want to put, put nice, clean water in a dirty cup. And so keeping your heart pure, keeping your life free from sin becomes a prerequisite for God to continue to use you. And it's really the, the key to longevity in everything, in staying the course. But that's the anointing. That's part of what I've learned on the anointing. There's a transference. There's the anointing's on the inside of you. So I want you to say this with me. I want you to say, I'm anointed. So I want you to say, Jesus Christ has anointed me. I'm anointed by the Spirit of God. I'm full of power. Now, some reading, some homework for you is 1 John 2.20 and 1 John 2.27 that says we have an anointing and we have an unction. They're the same words. We have an anointing from the Holy One and we know all things. God has anointed you. You may not feel anointed. You've been baptized with the Holy Ghost. you got an anointing on the inside of your spirit. God bless you. I love you. We'll see you on the next podcast.